and welcome to episode number 112 of I Only Like Their Old Stuff, the podcast where we talk about current and not-so-current events and answer the question, what's the hype? I'm J-Ho, and with me as always is The Groove. What's that? It's J-Ho in The Groove. It's J-Ho Groove in the morning. <laughs> we hired Macho Man Randy Savage to record our drop. Oh, yeah. Snap to a Slim Jim. What's up, man? What's up? We're just getting back from Thanksgiving. No, we didn't have a new show last week, so if you're listening to some stuff and we talked about, we were talking about Whitney Houston as if she were still alive, and then the explanation is that was an old show that we replayed. And you know, I, I listened a couple minutes of that. You suggested on there that Nick Cannon and, and Mariah Carey were divorced. No, no, I said, I don't think I did that. Did I? I I don't know. I, maybe I, I said. Maybe I said. Are they still together? Uh, yeah, maybe something like that. It's but like, weird because now they're divorced, right? Are they? They're getting divorced. Yeah. Really? You didn't know that? Oh. Well, called it. True love never lasts. Called it like five years ago. Called it. You know, somebody put a link out. I didn't even listen to it, but it was like a leaked soundboard recording of her vocal tracks on some recent. Oh, I saw thing. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you did you listen to it? I read some of the article, but I can't bring myself to watch videos like that because I just don't care enough. Right. There's yeah. I just saw the headline. I was like, oh, so Mariah Carey's not very good live. Okay, move on. Yeah. Apparently, she didn't show up for her practice time or something. So that was why they said it was bad. But I don't know. I don't know. Everybody just. Got I mean, it. we're gonna try to score more points than the other team, but God, I don't know. I don't. Um, Steve Spurrier called back. Um, yeah, just everybody's just trying to catch people all the time. Just gotta catch people. Gotcha. Everybody's just a detective out here in these streets trying to catch Cackling people. Cackling witch. Ew, ew, ew. <laughs> just trying to just ca- catch people. Just catch them. <laughs> just trying to catch Mariah Carey singing bad. Gotcha. 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 <laughs> All right. What's going on, man? So what's up? I've been, you know. Basking. I've been drinking. I've been drinking. I've been eating. I've been, been eating. eating turkey. Is that with? I just finished the last of my leftovers yesterday. Really? I've still got some left, but I just can't bring myself to eat it now. Yeah, I mean, I, think I say I finished the last of the leftovers. The last of the leftovers I'm willing to eat. Right, yeah, because they say you're supposed to eat turkey within like four days or something. Really? That's what they say. They say after that it just grows a bunch. I don't know. I still got some pie. I'm eating the pie. Oh, God. Pumpkin pie, man. I think I ate the equivalent of one and a half pies on my own. Yeah. Almost two. I like, I love pie. So I was at a birthday party last night. Wait, time out, time out. What? What's your favorite pie? Favorite pie? Yeah. Top three in order. Top three in order. Well, this this kind of falls into the uh, thought it was gross when I was a kid, think it's delicious now category. Huh? Okay. I have a list that I need to compile officially of things like that, which includes yeah. blue cheese, coffee, <laughs> things like this of that nature. Yeah. Uh, my number one would be pumpkin pie. Pussy. <laughs> pumpkin pie. What? Pussy. Why do you say that? Thought it was gross when I was a kid, but I love it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. 
Still, still think it's gross. Pumpkin, pumpkin pie is the one you didn't like as a kid. I didn't like. I thought it was kind of just weird. Yeah. You know, some people don't like pumpkin pie. I understand why they don't like it, cause it's yeah. weird. And I, I like it real like spicy. Uh huh. I like I like the extra cloves in there and stuff. So right. I like it a little bit like I don't know, kind of weird tasting. But uh, pumpkin pie is my number one. Chocolate pie would be number two. That is that just chocolate and crust? Chocolate, like chocolate mousse kind of pie. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Jello-y kind of, jello uh-huh. jello pudding kind of. Uh, bonus points, like, really it could be a separate thing, but like uh, the another variation is the peanut butter chocolate pie. I don't really think I've been uh, privileged to You experience. never had peanut butter chocolate pie? No. Closest I've come is a Reese's Cup. Delicious, man. I love yep. chocolate and peanut butter together. That's almost like a third one, like I said, but like, I don't know. I think third would probably be your like traditional apple pie, maybe, with ice cream. Uh-huh. Have you ever had apple pie with uh, cheddar cheese? Nah, I can't do that. Okay. It's not my thing. I, I do, I have been known to pour milk over it, though. Pour milk over it and mush it up. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Apple pie has got to be my least favorite pie. And I'll be honest with you, as far as the thought I was gross when I was a kid, but love it now, like, it's really only been in, like, the past four years I've, like, come on pie. Like, uh, I've I've been sleeping on it my whole life. Uh, Pie in general? Yeah, it's always been like, well, if I'm going to have some sort of extravagant, luxurious dessert, I'm either going to have ice cream or cake. Yeah, but, man, pie is for adults, man. (laughs) It is. Pie is for adults, is. man. No, you, what, I mean, cake's okay, man. Sometimes you got to eat the cake, but that's – cake's fine. Pie is for adults. Pie is for pie grown-ups. Is for adults. For me, my number one pie is banoffee pie. What's that? It's – well, it's proof of a loving God. It's You've got a graham cracker crust. Okay. Banana. All caramel. Right. And whipped cream. Wow. I haven't had that. Right? Have not too many people have, and it is delicious. I have to try that. I, uh, I'll, I'll see you that and raise you a uh, – you ever had chess pie? I have I think I've had once or twice, but this is, right, like maybe 10 years ago when I was still thinking pie was like a waste. Right. You know what I mean? Because it was like when you're a kid, you want to deal in volume when it comes to dessert. Right, yeah. You know, and I think that may be part of why I never liked pie as a kid. Right. But I think my number two is pecan pie. Uh, I'm just like pecan pie is like often so sugary, which sounds yeah. weird because I have such a sweet tooth, but it's just so like gelatinous sugar. Uh, I like it if it's prepared a certain way. I like it if it has chocolate chips in it. Ooh. Because I think that cuts it a little bit, but not everybody does that. Yeah. Not everybody puts the chocolate chips in there. But uh, I, I'm not going to turn any pie down, to be honest with you. Well, uh, right. You know? Yeah. I, uh, really, I'm not. I'm not going to kick any pie out of bed for eating crackers, as they might say. <laughs> so tell what you went to a birthday party. Okay, went to a birthday party last night, and uh, happy birthday, Jackie! I'm sure she's not listening, but uh, she had a chocolate pie that we brought to the restaurant because she said that growing up she liked having pie for her birthday, and not cake. Old soul. And I said I can get behind that. And uh, but our friend Bo was like, "Man, why are you cutting that pie up? We gotta push. We gotta shove that that pie into Jackie's face." And I was like, "Nope, we're not wasting pie. <laughs> we're not wasting pie. Putting it on Jackie's face. Nope." I think the only pie that where that's appropriate is you just fill the aluminum tin with whipped cream. 
Yeah, and even then, I'm I, it. It hurts a little bit. <laughs> it hurts just a little bit. So you got a topic this week? Or are we going to jump into these questions? We're just talking about pie. That was what you just stole my thunder. Let's talk. What are some other things that you didn't like as a kid and like now? You know, you got any other off the top of your head? Man, I hell no. Walking, walking. Yeah, all right. I mean, for real though, I hated walking. Yeah. Like now, I, I love a good stroll. Walk the dogs twice a day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. That's I, I could I could say that 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 counts. Uh, like I said, coffee, um, blue cheese. I thought was disgusting. Uh-huh. Uh, blue cheese now avocado. Ooh, avocado is like for me. It's been like a six month change. Really? You 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 weren't on it until six months ago. <laughs> like it, what I'm realizing now is like I've become an adult in the past like eighteen <laughs> right, months. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like you're describing. Uh, I thought that I thought avocado was gross because it's the the texture of it. You gotta have it at the right moment. There's like a 12 hour window where an avocado is perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brussels sprouts. Ooh. Didn't like Brussels sprouts as a kid. Traditional cliche thing to not like Brussels sprouts, but didn't like them as a kid. Really like them now. Asparagus in that same category. I mean, most green stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Greens, collard greens. Didn't like those as a kid either. Love them now. I still can't really ride for spinach if it's been cooked at all. Yeah, I like spinach in a salad. Right. It's real good in a salad, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't taste that much different than collards to me, so I like those. So mm-hmm. I don't know, but yeah, those are some things that, uh, as a as a as an older man, women's legs. <laughs> Just noticed that within the past like year. They're like, really? you know, I growing up, I always be around old men or whatever. Like whenever, you know, just you're just around old men every now and then. They're always like, oh, that girl's really got some legs on her, doesn't she? And I never understood it. I was yeah. like, I that doesn't do anything for me. I don't care. And now one day I woke up and was like, just noticing women's legs, just like admiring. <laughs> Didn't necessarily think women's legs were gross as a kid, but. Right, yeah. But just, still, it's just something that I have gained appreciation for over time. As as the wisdom comes in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. I, I can get behind that. Honestly, I can ride with that. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, there's only been one person whose legs I've, like, noticed. Mine. <laughs> <laughs> they do look pretty good. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. When, when you're wearing your wetsuit. No, your wife's legs, right? You, no, actually, in my oh! wife and I were talking. <laughs> Shots fired. Ew, no, ew, ew. My, I talked to my wife about it because it was yeah. one of my wife's friends. Yeah. And uh, we were like, I don't know what the context was, but we were, you know, it was summertime and yeah. her friend was wearing a pair of shorts. And I was like, damn, she's got like exceptional legs. And Mackenzie was <laughs> like, I know, right? <laughs> so it was like appropriate, you know. Yeah, it's good that your wife didn't, it, you have the kind of relationship where you can admire another woman's legs and she doesn't go, oh, what about my legs? Right, yeah. And it it's not, it wasn't like, you know, oh, a, some of them like legs. nice legs equals want to fuck. Yeah. You know what right, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Which yeah, it rarely does, but it's something <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people do get bent out of shape about that sort of thing. I'm like, I can appreciate some legs. Well, let's just, that. you know, let's calm down before Hollaback gets at us. Oh my God. All right. Yeah, you're right. We just, I'm sure we just offended everybody. Seriously, moving along. <laughs> yep. Um, 
Yeah, there's so many social topics for us to cover here today. That we're not going to. Said, oh, all right. Oh. Oh. Um, like I said, my Facebook is for dick jokes and cat pictures. And Hatmus. And Hatmus. Let's talk about Hatmus. All right. What do you want to know about Hatmus? You need me well, to set the scene or what? What I want to know. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll set the scene here. About okay. four years ago, maybe. Okay. You did it like you, you, you took a picture with a hat on your head. Funny little hats that you were looking at, like when you were going Christmas shopping, is what it seemed like to me, right? The casual right. observer. Right. It's like, oh, here's Joey going shopping at Target for some Christmas gifts for some people. He sees this ridiculous hat with like antlers on. He takes a selfie with it. Right. Puts it on Facebook and it's like, Mary Hatmus did that maybe, I don't know, seven to 10 times. And in a 30 day month, that's a lot of times. Right. Maybe it's 31 days, but you get the idea, right? Right, yeah. And then, like, two, three years ago, it was like, oh, he's going to do one every day. And then last year, it, like, became a thing where you were like, everybody kind of expected it. And right. it seems like this year, you're trying to, I mean, you got some people doing the same thing. You've inspired people. Yeah, see, it's. You, you got a hashtag going on with it. Right. Hashtag Hatmas. Hashtag Hatmas, H-A-T-M-A-S. The, the deal is, everybody knows that knows me that I like fancy hats of all different varieties, uh, especially fuzzy hats, hats that look like animals, but, you know, all kind of hats. Got plenty of, like, uh, sports hats. Not just hats that look like animals, but animals that double as hats. To using, yes, cat hat was one of my early innovations in the hat game. Taking a live cat and putting it on your head. Cat hat trademark don't try to copy it if you do you have to pay me a royalty but anyway yeah i just like i like and i like taking pictures with ridiculous hats and or costumes on i mean it's you know it's like the perfect storm right it's it's my it's my reese's cup (laughs) things that i love put together so hatmas was created really last year was like the official hatmas first year of hatmas you know i mean like you said it's been building up over the years particularly during the holidays. And then last year I was like, well, how about 31 days of hats? And so I did 31 days of ridiculous hats. People were clamoring for it. I had people asking in July, when is Hatmas? I'm like, you know, Hatmas is in December. It's not in the summer. And uh, then this year we got it going and we've got like four or five people, actually more than that, I think like seven people are participating in Hatmas this year. They're posting their own pictures with the hashtag every day, you know, Hatmas Day 2. This now, is this just, uh, I thought about doing it, but then I was like, I already missed day one. Well, you could join in any time. I don't care. You can you can do just one or two days. Maybe you just find yourself with a fancy hat on somewhere and you're like, well, let me just throw this up for Hatmas. Can I tell you that when I moved back, like all the hats that I had collected, because I'm another hat guy myself, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a thing we share in common. Yes. And I had collected a fair amount of hats, warm weather hats over in London. And when I came back home, I got to pull all my hats that had been in storage out. And I realized I've got like, you know, kind of a ridiculous amount of hats. Not not for any particular individual, but just for anyone in general. Right. You didn't realize that you've been, you've been, you had this hat fetish for this long. <laughs> I mean, been- some people are sneakerheads. Yeah, Something like jewelry. And if you if you look at the first day of Hatmas, I realized like 
just recently that my hat game has been going on since like a long time ago because there's a picture of me at like five years old with this husky hat on that yeah is, i noticed that it was a it, you've kept that same hat your whole life yes yeah, it's, it's in my room hanging on the wall and I, that was the first picture of hat miss last year and the first picture of hat miss this year i did the side by side with me with it at five years old and me now you know showing how i haven't really progressed any as a human being and but, today's uh, hat is a uh, is a dog yes indeed a full-on dog hat <laughs> taking the cat hat to the next level with the dog so check it out we'll we'll throw it up on the is this all on facebook or you got people doing it on instagram too uh, i'm doing it all on instagram so if you go to instagram the hatmas hashtag is just basically people participating in hatmas so i do it on instagram but i have it posted to facebook so uh we'll uh we'll throw it in the show notes or whatever so throw some on the uh i only like their old stuff facebook page facebook.com I'm, I'm conflicted right okay <clears throat> Because here's the thing, number one, and this isn't even in my hype, right? But it could qualify as my hype. Like, I've already got my car tuned into the radio station that only plays Christmas music. Okay. And I'm, like, getting all hype for Christmas this year. I'm, like, looking forward to traveling down to my in-laws and, and, you know, seeing my family and my in-laws and all that kind of stuff and all sorts of Christmas stuff. I put Christmas lights up this past weekend. Mm-hmm. That took like four hours, you yeah. know, like I didn't know what I was getting into. Mackenzie found a bunch on sale this summer, you know what yeah. I mean? And uh, and so she got them on sale and I was like left with putting them up. <clears throat> and um, so I've been getting into the spirit and I'm down to like buy into anything that gets me into the spirit of the run up to the holidays. Which would lead me to believe that I would want to participate in Hatmas. There's only one problem. What? You. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Well, you never take any of my fucking recommendations, so I'm thinking, like, so why am I going to participate in Joey's bullshit? I do. It just takes – someone else has to recommend it to me, too. I just have to have a second opinion. The, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, when somebody else is doing Hatmas – Well, don't participate in Hatmas out of spite, then. See where they get you. I will. Right. I'll do my own Hatmas in my house, and I'll just wear hats around the house. Well, I'll know. Mm-mm. I will. You won't know. You won't. You won't know when I'm wearing a hat. I'll know. Um, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com/slash/iolts-network, and you can check out some of this ridiculous shit. And maybe Groove will post a habits pick, and we'll get that on there. Maybe we'll you'll see. cave. You should participate. We'll see. I mean, I wanna. I wanna spread the cheer. Yeah. Yeah. I want to spread the joy, but there's just somebody that's leading it that is anti-cheer and anti-joy. Well, yeah, but I Hatmas is for everybody. <laughs> it's for everybody. It's non-denominational. You don't have to subscribe to any political or religious beliefs to participate in it. Anyone can participate in Hatmas. All right. Dare I say there's nothing offensive about Hatmas. I mean, you know. Some some would maybe call into question your use of an animal as a hat. Well, none of the animals were harmed. I'd like to think that they had a good time. <laughs> they looked like happy. That dog looked happy, right? That dog looked scared. <laughs> well, I mean, the dog. What the fuck is happening? The dog's okay. Don't you worry about that dog. All right. So, Rocky's what's your hype right. this year? Um, uh, my hype this year. Or <laughs> did you say this year? 
<laughs> this year. I did. I did. It was a slip. For the, for the fun. My hype, this is going to come out of nowhere. You ready for this one? I am not ready for I'm looking You're forward to it. You're not ready. You, you, we would sit here for years and you would never <laughs> guess this hype. <laughs> My hype is Jimmy Smith's. What? Jimmy Smith's. I, I can't wait to hear why. Flabbergasted. I was just thinking the other day, like, if I was Jimmy Smith's, I'd be very happy with my career. What is the last thing that he did? He's in Sons of Anarchy right now. Oh, is he? Yeah, and I was thinking, I was like, you know what? Jimmy Smith's has been good in, he hasn't been in a lot of stuff. He, it seems like every time the cable, which Sons of Anarchy is kind of like cable show, sort of thing anytime a cable show needs somebody needs an actor jimmy smith's is the go-to guy you know they got like the jimmy smith's phone they call it the give me jimmy smith's and he plays himself in every role pretty much (laughs) just little variations on himself but he's so good as an actor that they have him in these shows and he's in sons of anarchy and he makes the rest of the cast which i mean except for like ron perlman Uh uh-huh he blows the rest of them out of the water and the other people, there's some good actors on the show, but he is just in a different category. And I felt the same was the case. I don't know if you watched the season he was on Dexter. Uh, no, I didn't. Which is one of the best seasons of Dexter. And he blew everybody out of the water on that show, too. It's just like Jimmy Smith's and everybody else. And so, back in the old days, he was on uh, NYPD Blue, being all controversial. Uh, he was. And I know you're, I know that warm spot in, the, in your heart that NYPD Blue has. I ride hard for Steven Bosco, you know? <laughs> well, you know, he, he's, he, he occupies a warm, heart, a warm spot in my heart, too. For why? Why? At Matthew Santos, the Democratic uh, exactly. uh, uh, what, uh, candidate. In, in, in the late, perhaps saved the late seasons of West Wing? The, one of the greatest episodes of television ever is the live debate between him and Alan Alda. They rehearsed that shit for weeks. Right. Like, I, you know, I watched the documentary, the making of, all that, all the commentary, everything. That is a fantastic episode of television. Yeah, so he, he was on the West Wing for a couple seasons. Just like they bring him in for only a couple seasons on all these shows. They're just like, they, they, he's not ever on from the beginning. He's on for one or two seasons. See, I thought that you were going to talk shit about Jimmy Smith's. I should have known that my ace <laughs> in the hole was your love of the West Wing. But again, I mean, you know, we 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 may have a, a, you know tangible animosity between ourselves on most everything, except when it comes to matters of taste. Right, <laughs> Jimmy Smith's perfect example. See, Jimmy Smith's like he it, it, West Wing award-winning show, critically acclaimed. You know? It's true. NYPD Blue, critically acclaimed. One knock against him. Okay. The recent Star Wars movies. <sighs> you know, and I'm not I'm I'm gonna say that's not really his fault. Well, you know, you really you really touched on something there, but you really did that's a knock against him. See, I've I've erased those from my memory, so I uh, forgot that they existed. But yeah, he was uh Leia Organa Leia Organa's father on that. He movies. was the senator. He was, yeah, Bail Bail Organa. And I think it was only in the third one, or, yeah. or number three, you know, episode three. In his defense, George oh. Lucas comes to you and says, I'm making a new Star Wars movie. I want you to be in it. You think that's a pretty safe bet, right? 
I don't give a shit if it's a safe bet or not. George Lucas comes to me and right. says, I'm making it. I'm going to do it. You're not turning that down. So he, I think he's real choosy about the stuff he does. That one's maybe a corner case. But uh, I, 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 I guarantee you the dude's been nominated for many Emmys. He has to. He was on L.A. Law originally. That was his first role. And that show was a little bit before my time, but I've, I, I'm familiar with it. And it was. And he was, he was on. I, I just went to his IMDb page. Okay. I was wrong about episode three. He's, a, he's in episode two as well. But he was on Miami Vice in 84. There you go. And get I can some. on that. Get some. He was in Miami Vice. You know what role he played in Miami Vice? This is how much I know about Jimmy Smith and Miami Vice. I know a lot about Miami Vice because P-Dog, friend of the show, uh, is a big Miami Vice fan. Uh-huh. Jimmy Smith was uh, Crockett's first uh, first partner, and he died in, in episode one of Miami Vice. Brother's Keeper. He gets killed it. in episode one. Spoiler alert. And that's when they bring, <laughs> that's when they bring Tubbs in. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Jimmy Smith's. It's my hype. That, that hey, you know I can't top that. I like people who are good at what they do, and he's very good at what he does. You wouldn't say that he's like. He, you know what he is? He's a role player. He is a role player, and he, but he's so good at it. He's so I'm good the, at it. He just is just an example of like I would be proud if I had that dude's career. You can't win the belt without a few role players on your team. Oh, for sure. You can't. Yeah. So my hype, and and this is something I kind of love to hate. It's year-end roundup stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's started, right? It's already started. Yep. And and this year I'm going to choose to kind of like lean into it, especially with the podcast. Like the podcast is my favorite part about it. Like there's a couple different podcasts that do year-end stuff that I really like. And I'm about to go on a 16-hour drive, okay. right? On on the 18th of this month, I'm driving from Rhode Island down to Tennessee, and I'm going to be driving by myself. I'm going to have two two dogs in the back of my car. Okay. And so I'm like, I'm for one, I'm soliciting any listeners got any good recommendations, a year-end roundups, you know, yeah. podcasts or whatever, any podcast to listen to. I'm I'm going to hit subscribe. But uh, my favorite one of all time has already come out, and I'm I'm desperate to listen to it but i'm gonna hold off because it's like my christmas tradition to wait until i'm doing my long drive to listen to it and that's doug loves movies the 12 guests of christmas episode have you listened to it yet oh no i have not listened to it. i haven't been listening to doug loves movies that much um i'll be honest I, I, is I that because you it. listen to other shit or because you're off of doug loves movies? i just i mean i think i got you on that show right you got me on that show in like 2008. Pretty sure, yeah. And I had already been listening to it for a long time, so I got burnt out on it perhaps earlier than you did. Mm-hmm. But I still love, the, I still love that dude and his show. I mean, I still I've, think that show's fantastic. I've come and gone with it, but there's yeah. a thing he's been doing over the past like three, four months. Yeah. That, I don't know who it is, but he's got somebody that comes on and acts like Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> really? And they, they play this game to see who goes first in another game yeah. called Doing Lines with Mark. And, like, this guy comes out acting like Mark Wahlberg, and he'll just say a line from a movie. Not necessarily his movie, and people got to guess which movie it is. Yeah. And like, he won't he won't change a line, even though people don't know the movie. He'll just keep saying it. Like, it's, he, he's been at Mark Wahlberg, quotes, has been a guest on the show several times as well. You 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 want to you want to keep checking your feed 
And like whenever you see Mark Wahlberg on there, you want to you want to listen to it. It's hilarious. I'll check it out. I'll have to check it out, man. I mean, get it restarted with the 12 guests at Christmas. I, that sounds great. I uh, one of the ones one of the year end shows that I listen to is uh, the Giant Bombcast year end review because they do uh, the best and worst in video games for the year. And even though I don't play that many video games now, I love listening to that stuff because they touch. I just all the I just titles. wrote that shit down. Giant Bombcast. I think I don't know when it comes out. They're like recording it now, but it's usually like five. It's a whole week worth of episodes, and they're like three hours each, and they talk about everything in video games, like best and worst stuff from all the different genres and stuff like that. And they're pretty funny guys. So even if you're not super into video games, it's pretty funny. I've tried with that show and I've given up on it. Yeah, I can, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't hate. I don't hate on you for that. Yeah, no, but if it's a year in, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, there's and they and they bring in some people that aren't normally on the show for that, and those guys are usually really funny. Yeah. So that one's a good one to check out. Um, what's your not the hype? Um, the holidays. <laughs> I just can't stand the holidays, man. I mean, I know this is ironic because I've invented my own holiday now. Maybe that comes out of my distaste for the holidays. I like the certain aspects of the holidays. I like seeing family and friends. I like all that stuff. I just like the shopping and all that stuff. Just like I can't uh, and the and the the music. <laughs> I just don't understand. Do we have to listen to the hall? I know that you're you're not going to answer it. Do we have to? Does everything everywhere have to be holiday music twenty four seven? Can we not work in some Maroon Five or something in there? Can we get something else in there? You want some moves like Jagger? I just I Maroon take Five. What's up? You checking into the Voice? No, I'm not. I'm definitely it's, not. It's coming down, man. Semifinals next week. No one cares. <laughs> no one cares about that. Um, you I, know who I'm keeping in contact with about that show? Who I'm like texting with? Who? Papa? My mother-in-law. Oh, well. All right. Target audience. That sounds like a mother-in-law show is what that sounds like. It is. And I don't mind watching it. I'm right. loving it. That's great. Um, I was out shopping and uh, we were at TJ Maxx. And I tell you what, I have never been in TJ Maxx in the month of December and not heard one particular song. I'm sure you know what it is. Uh, there's a lot of lot of ideas going through my head, and well, it's been a long you're gonna time know since I said TJ Maxx. This song here, every time, it's my least favorite song. Not just holiday song, my least favorite song in the world. <laughs> this Christmas... And this Christmas will be a very special Christmas to me. You'll see. You'll see? Well, fuck it. I don't care. Special Christmas. You'll see. I don't think that's what it is. I think you're mistaken. But I don't care. Uh, 80 people have recorded that song, and I think that they play. I think that's the only song they play at TJ Maxx. Maybe that's the only one they have the rights to or something, but like they play every version of it. I was in TJ Maxx, and they're in there playing that shitty song. It's a terrible song. It's not even a song. It's on it's, drunk. It's drunken love level of just rambling and babbling into a microphone. It's definitely the weakest of the recent additions to the canon. Right, right. People try to force these newer songs in. And some of them work. Speaking of Mariah Carey. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good song. I, I can't. I'm not saying I, I absolutely hate all Christmas music, but I get so tired of it so quickly. And like that Mariah Carey song. What is that song? Uh, well, now I'm, I'm thinking of the other one. 
um, which is all I want for Christmas is you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you which, for saving me there. They probably she probably there's that's probably a cover of a song, but she's the one who that's the version that is the canon version now, right? So right, that one and the the other recent addition to the canon is that uh, last Christmas I gave you my heart. The very next well, that's day, from the 80s. gave it away. Yeah, that's that's some wham. That's wham. Is it wham? I just think she's singing about Jesus. Oh, well, she just she must have had it. She did a cover of that song. Heartbroken by Jesus. No, that's not Mariah Carey. That's whoever else it is. I don't know who it is. Oh, well, that's a cover of a wham song. So, so it's not that new. I had a keyboard in the 80s that that was the demo song that it played. That's hot. It's so catchy. Yeah, 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 yeah. This year I'm giving it to someone special. Someone special. Yeah. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, right? As much as I'm loving the holidays, like, just like you can't hate on me for not really being in the giant bomb cast. Like, I get it. Yeah. I get it. My anxiety just flares up. Is there so many things that make my anxiety flare up, like crowds of people, bad traffic, you know, talking to human beings? Pressure to get it right, whatever it is, which in this instance is buying a gift or getting in the right line or, you know, whatever. And there's, yeah, there's all this like buildup of like Christmas is happening and it's got to happen a certain way or everything's going to end. And then it happens and you're like, well, there it goes again. Didn't, didn't I mean, we could have done that different you know i've almost got a reverse thing about this kid and adult thing that we were talking about earlier because like the past few christmases like i've genuinely like i like i can't I, to be i'm being honest with you real talk right now i don't really care about getting that many gifts me either man i got everything i need man exactly like you're not like i don't i don't need this i mean i, I appreciate things especially if it's something thoughtful that i wouldn't think of myself uh-huh. I'm into it. Yeah, of course. Perhaps like a, a portrait of a bird wearing a hat. <laughs> it put a bird on it, you know, but but yeah, when it comes, I just want to see people. I just want to hang. Well, I think you get much more out of it when you let go of everything and go, you know, I have like my immediate family's big, but my extended family is not. Uh-huh. And I just like was so worried about brothers and sisters and nieces and nephews and all this stuff. And I just got to the point where I'm just like, sometimes I have a gift for people, sometimes I don't. But my, I just enjoy my, new my time. My rule of thumb is, if I'm gonna see you, then I'm likely to get you a gift. But I ain't seeing you. Fuck it. Yeah, nah, you ain't. I ain't just sending you one out of. You should have been there. <laughs> you should have been there. Yeah. Yep. So that's All my, right. Well, that's my, not the hype. my other not the hype is my phone battery. I can't walk past the phone charger without having to plug my fucking phone in. But but you got one of those phones where you can take out the battery. I do. You indeed I do. And I ordered a new one on Amazon. See, I, the thing is, it's like having a car though. You don't want to put a lot of money into the car when you think you're getting a new car, right? Yeah. So I did, I want that new phone, but I just don't want to drop the three hundred dollars on it right now. So I'm just like, this phone's working all right. So I put. Ten dollars to get me an Amazon battery. Ten dollars for a battery. Ten dollars, Amazon if generic I do battery. I two of those. Ooh, that's a deal. <laughs> it's, yeah, got my battery, but I it ain't here yet. Hey, you got Prime? I well, my dad has Prime, and if someone in your family has Prime, you can get in on that Prime. 
But you can't get in on the Prime video. You can't get in on the video. So I miss out on the videos, but I got the Prime. And, yep, I love that. They got me with that. Yeah. They got me with that. Even though I don't pay anything for the Prime, they still get their money's worth out of me. Well, you know, I mean, I know people like my my stepbrother is exclusive. That's all he shops? Like all his groceries. Yeah. Once they get that drone shit, man, it's over at my house. I'm telling you. Once they get that drone flying up in here, I'm going to be just every day. Just I'm going to be. I'm going to be. I'm going to I'm I'm be. <laughs> I'll get some. I'll be having some. You'll just see some pork chops hanging off that thing. <laughs> just flying up with some pork chops, man. They don't think I won't do it. Once I get that. Because right now, I had today, my package came in because I do the subscription thing. Mm-hmm. And I got this box sitting right in front of me here with a bunch of like shampoo and soap and stuff in it. I get the toilet paper from Amazon. How awesome is that? That's, I mean, that is, we are living in the future. That's the most genius thing I've heard. I'm still, I'm still going to the grocery store. That's better than jetpacks. Yeah. But you know what? You got that day where you fucking ran out of toilet paper and you don't, you don't go buy that shit until you're out of it. Don't tell me that you do. Sometimes you might. I bet you don't though. I bet you're out of it and you're in there using napkins and stuff. Uh, you don't want to. You don't want to talk to me about my grocery shopping game. Like yeah. I've stepped it up. All right. Like other people, yeah. And me, like three years ago, I'm telling you, like over the past eighteen months, I've become an adult. I'm going to get toilet paper while there's still two rolls in the house. Well, that's very. I, I'd say you're the exception to the rule. Probably. Because I know that that's why I went on the Amazon thing. I'm like, I just want the toilet paper here all the time. Just bring it to my house. It's just rich in toilet paper. Just bring it. You've got like, a whole room for toilet I paper. Just, just bring it. If you bring if I haven't, if I'm, if I've been conservative on my shitting for the month, <laughs> good for me. I got some extra supply. Yeah, you got but, it. But uh, it's cheaper to do it too. It's cheaper. Okay. I'm telling you, it's cheaper. It's like well, I mean, I I had that subscription service, but it was like mustard and like cashews. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was like, well, because it was like if you do five, you'll get an extra ten percent off or something. So I was like trying to come up with stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, you got to think about. You got to think smart about it. I mean, like I get the deodorant, I get the shampoo, the conditioner, which you don't have to worry about that now, do you? Easy. Uh, I get the body wash. I get the toilet paper. And I do got some bullshit in there. Like I got these Swiffer, Swiffer sweeper things that I don't. I never use all of them up. Right. Just yeah. Like, my, well, let's throw that on there because they'll basically be free. My wife got like went to Costco and got those. Yeah. But like I don't. I vacuum. I don't mop. Who yeah. mops? Yeah. These are like duster things. But yeah. Okay. But yeah. But the thing is, I do this. Uh, I really buy less ridiculous shit this way than going to the grocery store. Cause I go to the grocery store and I need like toilet paper and uh, pork chops and applesauce. And I come out with like a quart of motor oil and some barbed wire. <laughs> and then I get home and I'm like, shit, this isn't what I went to the store for. Why did I buy this? I don't even have no pork chops. Yeah. No pork chops in the, in the, the, in the fridge. So, My yeah, list game is strong when it comes to the grocery store. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Amazon, you ain't got to worry about it. You just put that shit on your wish list. Damn, you well, that's shit cool. Down. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. And shopping for Christmas shit? Man, these chumps going to Black Friday. Come on now. Yeah. Going to Black Friday. It's it's Black Friday every day on Amazon. <laughs> I just go to Amazon and say, bring me the best deal, Amazon. Bring it to me now. 
I want it delivered day after tomorrow. <laughs> it's like my own personal assistant. It's my own butler. What's your hype still out? Uh, I don't have any. Well, you emailed me this link. What link? Well, apparently that preacher is going to get a TV show. <laughs> yeah, I just sent that mostly to troll you because I know how much of a fan you are of Seth Rogen. <laughs> uh, our Groove and I are both a fan of the graphic novel Preacher. Groove probably more so than me. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I think I am. And I, it's I, I wouldn't call it a graphic it. novel. I'd, I'd say it's a series. Well, yeah, I read it as a graphic novel, but it was a comic book series by Garth Ennis. Pretty known as one of the modern, edgy comic books. Uh, but they've been trying to make it into a miniseries or a series for years and years. HBO was going to do it with Samuel L. Jackson at one point. They ain't never making this show. But now I sent Groove a link to troll him because I know he doesn't like Seth Rogen. And uh, Seth Rogen is set to star in Preacher. They're making a pilot. Is he? Wait, I didn't even read it. He's starring? He is producing it. And from what I got from it, he is perhaps going to be the preacher in it. He cannot be the preacher. I hope he. If there is any justice in this world, he will be. I can't. I can't handle that. I can't even handle you joking about that. I just. I. I, you should rest assured that this show will never be made. They will never make it. They've been trying for 20 years to make this thing, and they're not. They're never going to make it. They've been trying since the since the comic was being written. They've been trying to make it into a movie or a TV show. They I mean, I feel like it's got more potential now than it ever has, because the way that the you know like cable, especially um, and some network stuff, is moving is like more to that UK model of like let's tell a story. Right. We don't care how long it takes. It may be six hours. It may be 25 hours, but just tell a good story and people are going to pay attention. And that's a great story. Like, that's an awesome story. Um, yeah. I mean, shows like The Walking Dead paved the way for that kind of like edgy serial thing. But, you know, I, it, it, the time is right now more than ever for it. Mm-hmm. Post Sopranos, if you will, era of television, you know? Man. Right. If, uh, I mean, like, I'm going to go see a movie with Seth Rogen in it. I think Seth Rogen's a great role player, but he's not a leading man. Yeah, I think, you, I think you've, you've softened on Seth Rogen over the years. There was a time when you were actively anti-Seth Rogen. <laughs> it was that laugh. You just... I, I just... I'm, I'm ambivalent to Seth Rogen. I, know I mean, what do you think about North Korea hacking Sony because of the interview coming out? Uh, <laughs> that's just absurd to me. I don't know what to think about that. <laughs> I don't know what to think about that. All I've thought about it is, oh, Seth Rogen. <laughs> oh, oh, just a little mild dis- disappointment. As disappointed as you are about that news, I'm as excited about some other news. The Stephen King's The Stand, which is my favorite book ever, and you hate on it all the time. They're uh, making a new movie out of it. And it's yep. supposed to be a three-part movie, which is a good thing because I don't think they can tell that story in just one movie. Uh, the main character, which is essentially the devil in it, is uh, this guy named Randall Flagg. And your boy, Michael McConaughey, <laughs> is going to play that role. And I saw the announcement, and I read all the fanboys crying about it. They were like, he's terrible for that role. I'm like, hell no, he's not. He's great in any role. Matthew is there somebody? Is there anybody that's made a better turnaround? Messi McConaughey. Yeah. Well, did he ever go south though? 
he had a string for about six years there where he was making he was exclusive to rom cons, except for Sahara. All right, all right. So he made Sahara and right, right. like How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, Ghost yeah. of Girlfriends Past, met what the Wedding Planner. I mean, come on. A variety of movies with um, Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson, yeah, like that sort of thing. See, he never fell from grace like Nicolas Cage did, though. Well, he never fell into like parody of himself. He just got in a bunch of shitty movies. Yeah, so that's no, why I don't. I don't see I, it as the same. I, when I think of someone like really turning it around, I think of Robert Downey Jr. Well, that you know, that's a little bit different. I that's like life stuff. Yeah, that's true. That's true. McCona, I mean, I'm loving the McConaissance, and I'm gonna I'm gonna ride for McConaughey. You know. Forever, but I mean, like I was down with the Lincoln Lawyer, which was like the turning point. Killer Joe, yeah, underappreciated. We talked a lot of shit about Lincoln Lawyer. We watched the trailer on our when we did used to do the previews of trailers and stuff on this show. We talked shit about Lincoln Lawyer, and it was really good. Now, I mean, the only, I, I guess that's why Lincoln hired him for the commercials. We don't need to get into that. Well, he's been driving Lincoln since before he got paid to <laughs> just listen to the show to, 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 to the commercial. Uh, that's cool. I mean, that might get me interested in, in the stand. Well, maybe. I don't know. You can I mean, do- I'll tell you. I can go on record right now, sight unseen, and say I'm going to all three stand movies, no matter how bad they are, because of McConaughey. Yeah, of course. Get some mud in there. Yeah. What you been consuming? Bunch of things, man. It's the holidays, so you know you got a lot of downtime, a lot of taking off of work and stuff, you know? Yeah. Um. I've been watching Sons of Anarchy. That's almost over. One more episode left. It's done. Are you watching it? So you're watching it like live as it airs on TV? I've caught up now. It's like Breaking Bad. I caught it just at the last season. Like I caught up with it into the last season. Uh-huh. And now I'm watching the last thing. Uh, one note on that. Uh, another uh, surprising uh, role in that show. Marilyn Manson's in that show. Really? Yeah, he's a very tiny role, but he's really... I, I think he's really good at it. He plays this... Uh, Aryan nation guy in jail that's like runs everything and he's super creepy and weird and so it's like perfect role for him but he's really good i think part of it is they use him so little that you want more yeah and if if he was like a if he had to carry any weight i might be like yeah i don't know about this guy but um he's really that's really like good. uh what's his name medea in uh, gone girl who the tyler perry oh um, yeah yeah and we never talked about that. How good is Tyler Perry in Gone Girl? That's he's it. He wins he's, it. He's the best in that. Is he not the best actor in that movie? I went into that movie knowing all you had really said, all you had given up about that movie, which I'm grateful for because I yeah. had no idea about it, you know, and I, I would have been disappointed if I knew everything about it. Yeah. But you saying, yeah, I, I really like Tyler Perry. I wish I had more scenes with him in it. And as soon as he hit the screen, I was like, oh shit. Yeah. He's just so great in that role, like so perfect in that role. It makes you like, I, I gain a lot of respect for Tyler Perry after watching that. You know, another little interesting thing about Sons of Anarchy, I've been getting into, I, I you know, I've been, I got a DVR now. <laughs> it's like, you know, welcome to like We got one too, just last week, two weeks ago. It's, well, I loaded up, I got CBS Sunday morning on my DVR. Marilyn Manson's on that too. <laughs> no, but they profiled the... What's the actress's name that is like the matriarch? Oh, the, oh uh, uh, yeah, she was on Married with Children. Uh, exactly. Katie so she's Katie like, Seagal. they profiled her. Yeah. She's like this really awesome singer. 
Yeah, she she sings a lot on the show. They do use a lot of her songs on the show. She's got albums out, man. Yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. I think she was a singer before she was an actress. And did you know, yeah, well, yeah, she was. And then she got into acting. She was like a backup like, singer and stuff. Like she did a lot of backup stuff, but she yep. she's married to the creator of the show. I guess they probably covered that in the Yeah, they thing. said I mean, he said he wrote the role for her. Yeah, and she and she's very good on the show. Um That's and, cool. That's yeah. all. Yeah. What else? No, we'll go back and forth. She was here. good on Lost, too. Um Yeah, I got a uh, let's see. What else do I have? Oh, I've been still watching Trailer Park Boys. Uh-huh. It's still funny. I'm getting to the point now where I'm almost done, and then they've got a bunch of movies because they did that show in similar style to like the UK stuff, where they do short seasons, not a lot of content, but then they do specials. Yeah. And so I'm going to get into the specials after this. It's later on in the season. I think this is probably the pitfall for any mockumentary that goes on too long. It starts to get unbelievable. Uh huh. And so it's not as good to me then. But anyway, we've discussed that at length. Uh, so yeah, Trailer Park Boys. And uh, yeah, what, what else? What, what else you got? Well, I'll say this: <clears throat> I watched the the Saturday Night Live has been doing the holiday specials. Okay. Which is like you know yeah, like yeah, one of those yeah, yeah. kind of basically a DVD of like the best of Will Ferrell or whatever. Yeah, right, but it's right. just they did one for Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it had some stuff I'd forgotten all about. And I also had some other stuff that was like pretty old. This like, I don't know, weaker because the sensibility of comedy has kind of changed a little bit. But uh, they've got I've, they've got a Christmas special that aired last night that I'm pretty hype on watching. But uh, I've got a recommendation for you that like above all other recommendations I've made in the past like six months, mm-hmm. this one is the one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've been sleeping on it because I haven't been living here. Mm-hmm. And season two is about to come out in January. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait. And that's Broad City. Broad City. Broad City uh, airs on Comedy Central. It's on that Amazon Prime video, which is why I was asking if you had that earlier, because I don't think it's on Netflix. Oh, okay. This is one of the guys that was on that Champs podcast is the guy that was in this show, I think. Hannibal Burris. Oh, Hannibal's on it? Yeah, Hannibal's on it. He's a recurring character. Yeah, love him. Love his use on Bill Cosby. But it's 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 basically it's these two girls. Like, I don't know, there's like ten episodes in the first season, and like it's got a premise, right? These two girls that are just kind of like it's like a better version of girls, really. Okay, yeah. Um in the sense that it's funnier, I'm it's more ambitious, it yeah. just speaks to me more, you know what I mean? Yep. It's not as internal. And um, it's silly. I mean, it's silly. Um, How dare you? <laughs> but uh, but I, I, I strongly recommend it, especially checking it out before season two comes out in January. All right. Well, I, hopefully somebody else will recommend it to me so I can actually watch it. I'm going to go email a bunch of people and tell them to <laughs> email you to watch Broad City. That's so pathetic. That you go to that link. I'm going to create a spam account and just email you. I got a little surprise for you here in a minute. Um, I got another show to recommend. What? So I I burned through Broad City like in like three days because it was so good. And like, you know, a half hour TV show with no commercials is like 20 minutes. You know what I mean? Um, So I've started getting into Inside Amy Schumer. Don't know anything about that. She's a stand-up comedian that's like legit stand-up comedian, and she's got this sketch show that's like a little bit of her stand-up and a bunch of sketches. Yep. 
and it's fucking good. It's like really good. And, uh, and so like all of a sudden out of nowhere, I have found like Broad City, Inside Amy Schumer and Kay and Peele. It's like I'm back into sketch comedy now. Yeah. Like, like there's really, really good. I didn't think I wasn't aware that like exceptional sketch comedy was still happening as, as a thing on television. Yeah. yeah. It is. All right. Go ahead. Um, all right. The, uh, I want to watch this show called Black Mirror. This from the UK that just got put on Netflix. I saw the first season of it. The first oh, oh, you watched it? Okay. Yeah. I, I, there's like, first season was three episodes. I think one was an hour and a half. One was about an uh, hour. And the other one was like maybe 75 minutes or something. Okay. Yeah. It's supposed to be like the Twilight Zone kind of. Like it's different. It is. Stories and stuff. I, I don't, I don't want to say too much about it other than like, as a as a thing it's it's top tier it's gold standard across the board like the, the I, i've been dying to watch the next three episodes which is like season two or whatever okay. it's it's i mean and i'm a bigger sci-fi fan than you so i think maybe <clears throat> well the thing is it's not so sci-fi that it that it like if you're not a fan of sci-fi you're still gonna like this because all it is is like taking each episode is like one thing has been advanced maybe 10 to 15 years yeah. and they take this one thing as an element of reality and they say what would happen in this situation and i'm being super ambiguous about it because i don't want to ruin it at all um but like for example one of them is that you have this thing implanted in your head that is constantly recording okay and it sees what you see. So you can go back and rewind and replay an old argument. Uh, okay. Or replay, an, uh, you know, a situation. And, um, I mean, hey, dude, Let me guess. So that works out great for everybody. Let me tell you this. Take your time with it. All right. Watch an episode and then, like, give it, like, three or four days and then watch another episode. Yeah. Don't don't watch. Certainly don't watch two in one day. And, and try not to watch them back to back because it's event watching. Yeah. Okay. It's really good. All right. I'm down with it. Um, I went to see the Hunger Games with old girl the other day. Uh, now, all I've heard about it is like, yeah, it's a cash grab because they split it into two movies, but it's not that bad of a movie. See, I thought the second one, and I'm like a big critic of this type of stuff. It's not my thing. Yeah. Like, I've seen it as like, well, the, I, when I first got dragged to the first one, I was like, this is like t- going to be like Twilight, and I don't want anything to do with that shit. Yeah, but I actually really liked it. I think it has some interesting things to say about like community and the internet and how we present ourselves and politics and all this other stuff. Um, it has a point of view to it. Yeah, it's about power. Yeah, and um, and also the way we manipulate people to get in power. And anyway, uh, I thought the second one was really good. I thought the first movie was okay. I thought the second one was fantastic. Really, like one of my favorite movies of that year. Uh-huh. Uh, I thought it was just really good. This one is like good, but it's just kind of a string of things that happen rather than a plot. Well, because because it's I, but it just felt like it's just like oh this is all setting up for this last movie, right? Which is kind of the way the book goes, dude. Which I think they kind of had to do it that way. I I not fault them for doing it that way because I'm like, well, how else would you set this stuff up for this? whole sort of different thing is kind of different than the rest of the the first two movies or the first two movies are about the games right and this is about the you know what happens in the aftermath of that it's, it was all right it was good i don't remember my exact chronology if i'd watched the first movie first or if i read the books first yeah 
but I, I think I read the books first and, and like I read the first one like to spite it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Like the way I, I don't like the way it's written, but I like the story. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, and so I read the first book in like two days Yeah, and I then I, I blew through the other two books as well. And like, it's the same with the books. Book one and book two are great because you, because it's about the games. And then book three is about the revolution. It's like, whatever, I've been there. You know what I mean? So I haven't gone to see this, you know, first installment of the last book because I'm, I haven't been that enthusiastically following the movies. Like, I'm cool with them. I'll go. But I figured we'll go at Christmas when my wife has actual time to go because, yeah. like, I'm not going to go without her. Yeah, I don't highly recommend it or anything, but it's fine to watch it's good i mean well oh and jeffrey even worse movie this weekend uh what horrible bosses too oh i didn't even watch horrible bosses one (laughs) those three dudes man i mean they're all right i'm cool with them i think they're funny and i think they got good chemistry but the second movie is not i mean the first movie is all right it's worth watching certainly at home that hangover (laughs) kind of like let's just rehash this (laughs) The hangover with like without anyone as good looking as Bradley Cooper. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, like the first hangover was decent uh, movie, okay. right? Funny movie, right? But then you go back and do it again and you're like, uh, you can't really go back this well. Yeah, I mean I think the first hangover is like head and shoulders above the first horrible bosses. Like I that that first hangover was like a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's kind of a shame that it's gotten kind of burned up by just over quoting and over like Popularity, sort of like how Napoleon Dynamite did. Yeah, it's just like it, actually Napoleon Dynamite is actually really funny. But like the five years after that, where it was just like murdered and everything. Shit. Yeah, I remember leaving that movie, Napoleon Dynamite, and be like, I don't know what it is, but they nailed it. Yeah. Well, I watched that movie with you. Really? You and Paul Kane, I think. I think you might have seen it already, but you were like, we got to go see this. So. Okay. Yeah, because I I remember going to see it the first time. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Um, you got anything else? Well, I mean, let's talk about cereal. Okay, that's my surprise. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Uh, yeah, a couple episodes ago, Groove recommended that I listen to the um, This American Life spinoff, which is what it pretty much is, Serial uh, yeah. Podcast, S-E-R-I-A-L, like uh, chrono- chronological. Um, and it's a one story told over a whole season of podcasts. So it's kind of like one big This American Life episode. That's fair. And it's uh, and that's not. I, I love This American Life, right? For uh, you can you can criticize it all you want, but and Sarah Koenig, I think that's how you say her name. She's yeah. the main person involved with it. She's the narrator. She's the reporter. It, and I, I her stuff on This American Life has generally always been my favorite stuff. Uh-huh. Like I love her perspective, her point of view on things. Yeah, and it it just tells the story of this. Well, everybody's listened to it, so I'm sure I'm not saying anything. It's about this murder mystery, and this guy's in jail, and it's trying to figure out whether he did this thing or not. I've done a good job. I haven't Googled anything. I don't want to know anything more than what they tell. But I think uh-huh. it's it's an interesting show, and it's an interesting use of podcasting. Um, and I also like. I think it's really interesting how they're actually doing up to date. Now I've see. I thought the whole thing was over. I thought it was only nine episodes, so I got real excited. I listened to all of it over Thanksgiving. 
Ooh. You recommended it a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. I listened to all of it over Thanksgiving, and I was like, got to the last episode, and I was like, I don't think this is over yet. I think it's got some more episodes to go, and apparently I don't know how many episodes it's going to be, but it's on episode nine so far. I think probably another one came out today, Yeah, um, and it's still got a long way to go. But all that said, it's really interesting that they can... T- I, on its surface, another murder mystery doesn't sound interesting. But the way the reporter inserts herself into the story and and presents it is is really interesting. I mean, there's the that which you have missed online. Yeah, is the uh, the praise and then the backlash and then the backlash to the backlash. That's already happened. I was shocked about the backlash, to be honest, because there's a backlash to it that says it's uh she's uh treading in the area of white privilege because she's a white reporter but it almost seems like unfair because it's like well should she just not report on this because the story the main story is about um an arab kid and a korean girl right an arab guy and a korean girl who have a relationship and one of them is murdered um and so there's cultural things involved in it but i thought that they did a really good job of not I would keep jumping back and going, oh, yeah, there's kind of a racial component of this, too. And I thought about that in a positive way because I'm like, she didn't make the whole story about the racial component because I don't think that's the most interesting part of the story. Well, the the the, back, the biggest backlash piece was by Jake Caspin Kang, who I think is a really talented, really gifted writer. Like, he's usually really good. And so I'm quick to read whatever he writes. And... And the evidence that he used to support his argument is super problematic. Yeah. yeah. And like kind of falls in on itself. And so like, I don't really care to take a side one way or another. Like it's entertaining that which I like the most about it. Yeah. Aside from what you've said, which is like, this is a, this is a way to approach podcasting that is novel Yeah, and entertaining. And I think a lot of people are going to, on the back of this, try to do their own thing, right? Which is like one story told in several parts. But yeah. I think what Koenig has done, rather, like, I, yeah, it's cool to see how she's obsessing on this stuff and inserting herself in the story. But the way that, the thing that podcasting can do is like, a lot of it is people telling their own sides. Right. You know what I mean? So you don't get her words reporting on what others have said. She's just dropping in audio from recordings of interviews that she's done, which is so neat to be able to hear, you know, any one episode. It's got at least four different voices in it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's super cool. And like, if you want to get into the, you know, the backlash, the, the owl AWL is the, is where Jay Caspin King's piece was. And then the best rebuttal to it that I've read is Connor Freudstorff's piece in, in the Atlantic. But that's really like, I don't know. I kind of think that's a little bit navel gazing. Like, Oh, I'm a journalist talking about this other journalist. Yeah. Maybe, journalist, maybe we can throw those know? links in the, maybe you can get those links on the show notes at some point or on, on the face on our Facebook or something. So people could read it. Um, sure. I'm kind of like think pieced out. <laughs> yeah. So it's like the, it's like the year of the think piece. Yeah, and it's just like, it, and I know those guys are like talented writers, but it reeks of like, oh, well, let me find something to be offended about so I can write a think piece about it. Like, I just like, I'm kind of glad I I listened to it with no outside, like influence. Like, yeah, and like, I mean, honestly, like, first five episodes went by, and it was just like, it was like building momentum. Yeah, it wasn't until six or seven that you know the backlash started, and then by seven and eight, the backlash to the backlash started, which is just exhausting. I'm with yeah. you, like whatever, and it's my own fault for reading it. 
Yeah. Well, I just you know, can't. Like, I just time. I'll skim that. And I skimmed that stuff when it was sent to me. But I'm like, and I'm like, okay, well, here's the point. Well, great. I could have like read one paragraph and gotten this point. Um, yeah. I, I think at the end of the day, like I'm at this point now, like I had in the beginning, I, I was really hype on it, like the first two episodes. And then it was like, it was almost like a chore okay. to keep up with it. Yeah. So I let a couple episodes pile up and then it'd be like, okay, well I got this time, you know, I'm going to walk the dogs and cook dinner. Like I I can listen to it now, you know, but it's not one of those podcasts where you like, you don't necessarily want it playing in the background while you're trying to do work. No, no. There was many times I had to go and I was in the car. There's many times I had to rewind and be like, I can't miss this part. I have to hear this one point she makes or whatever. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Which is neat. Right. It's cool to be like, I've pulled into the, I've had that moment where you pull into the driveway. Yeah. And you stop the car, but you, you, you got to sit in the car for another five minutes. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's exactly the kind of show that it is. The interesting thing, and I think the point that the critics who have written the pieces on it miss, is I don't, I don't categorize it as journalism. I think journalism is a tool to make this thing, but I see it more. I come from like, I mean, I'm interested in film, and that's that was my, that was my, my college background was in film. Sorry it's, about that. It's all right. It'll go away in a second. That somebody's making a delivery. Okay, gotcha. Um, well, we'll just wait. We're good. It's a so it's it. This thing seems like a documentary to me, just without pictures. Well, yeah. And I so, mean, I guess the thing is, is like you don't necessarily want to call it journalism because, like, or or it's like it's an exaggerated form of that because she does have I mean she did a year of research right and she's still I think they've like kind of caught up to themselves in the sense that she did a lot of research for a year she cobbled together the skeleton of the story she's got interviews going on and stuff but then they go to press if you will or they go to publish these podcasts before she's done yeah yeah well, that's so why she's, she's catching able to up to herself. It, in she's sense. able but to update thing, it in real time and say, well, this happened and this contradicted something is, I said earlier. But the one problem that I have is not so much the racial component of a white reporter, you know, like, yeah, of course, I want somebody to seek out injustice and try to report on that if that's the case, right? right. If that's what's happened, it's certainly at least try and find out. Like, yeah. I don't care who you are, to give it a shot. Um, that's better than the alternative of not even looking at it in the first place but the one thing that and i'm not sure if she's done it or not but it'd be pretty easy to manipulate the timeline of when you reveal information to keep the podcast going well that's why if she if they are doing that i don't fault them for that because i see it a documentary is not seen as journalism a documentary is seen as having pieces of journalism or that's one of the tools to make it but a documentary in in its essence is is entertainment right and no, I am with you. So this I'm is not entertainment, you know? Yeah, I, I'm not saying that you're criticizing it, but it is like other things I would say, well, wait a second. If it was going in and saying, well, this is some kind of like, you know, shining it's, example it's, of journalism. I'd as like, you eh. say, it's it's entertainment with a twinge of social justice, maybe. Right? Yeah, well, if you can learn something out of it, it's great. I mean, that's kind of what docu- documentary is like, entertainment that you learn something from. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think I think it's good in the way that it's presented, and I like I think it's a, a whole new genre of like podcast or whatever. So here's a question I have sure. for you then: If you're all caught up, yeah. Most recent episode, she asked for money, right? Are you going to give her any money? I might. You might. I think that they've already been funded for season two. Yeah, they've they've been greenlit for season so, two. 
I mean, I'm all about supporting things like that if it's something I get enough enjoyment out of. But I might wait until they do the drive for season two, you know, and do it then. Well, they've started it. They've started this drive for it? Yeah, I mean, she, I mean, I mean, like, her when request... The, when they in, do the season two drive for season three, is what I'm saying. I might, oh, I might okay, kick okay, in at okay. that point. Okay. Because they said it's been funded for a second season. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's huge. They say it's been partially funded, but that in order to be able to do what they really want to do, they need more money. Oh, they did. Well, I, I, I had read an article that said it was completely funded and greenlit, so I don't know. Oh, shit. Well, maybe uh, you got more recent information I, than me. I, who knows? I'll do it on my own multi-part podcast. I will get to the bottom of whether <laughs> Serial has been funded completely for season two. But I mean, the fact that it uh, here's the thing, right? It's gotten so big that like I was listening to Bill Simmons podcast yesterday yeah. and they're talking and I thought about you, too, because they got deep into yeah. the Roger Goodell stuff. OK, yeah, yeah. And Bill Simmons said, we're going serial on this shit. Yeah, yeah. It's it's part of the zeitgeist. I mean, it was on uh, the, the Champs podcast had somebody mentioned. Yeah, they were talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what they said, but that was actually what made me dig it out and go, well, our group said something about that. I'll have, to, <laughs> I'll have to set my principles aside and actually listen to something that he recommended. So. Yeah, that's good. That's it, good. It well, maybe good, somebody man. will recommend Broad City because I'm telling you right now, it's hilarious. All right. Just saying. You got to get that last little mention of your own stuff in there, huh? <laughs> All right. That's you for your sake. You got anything else? No, nah, man. All right, um, that's all we got this week. Uh, thank you for listening. And, oh, uh, that's something. I got something. All right. I got a number one hater. I Don't give him that. Okay. He doesn't, we don't need to, no. We'll see if, we'll see how, how much of the show he listens to. <laughs> if he listens to that and complains that he wasn't number one hater, then we'll give him number one hater next week. We'll give him number one fan next week. Uh, oh, and uh, shout outs to mitchell and the oatmeal conspiracy because i think they're gonna have some new uh intros for us here in the next couple months talk is cheap mitchell well get to get to work but the oatmeal conspiracy.com check them out check them out on facebook they do our our intro music and our outro music and i'm dying to hear anything new from them yeah oh yeah they got a new album they're working on so it's and it's good i've heard it i've heard it um Yep. So anyway, check us out, facebook.com slash IOLTOS network. You can go to IOLTOS.com, send us an email, IOLTOS.com, or follow us on Twitter, Twitter slash IOLTOS. Thank you for listening, and we out. See you next time. Have a good night.